When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Entrickin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Find me on Twitter at BDEntrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Hope you all enjoyed a great Wednesday of action, full day of action from start to finish, and are ready for a, a more mellow Thursday of eight total games, five early games, three evening games, to keep your, your baseball appetite satisfied but ready for a full weekend. Let's recap your Wednesday news and notes from the Diamond. Bo Bichette, he was scratched from Wednesday's Blue Jays lineup with thumb discomfort. It's an injury he suffered on Tuesday. He's day-to-day. No x-rays of yet, but I, wouldn't ima- I would imagine we might get some by Thursday morning. Detroit Tigers mentioned a lot of news from the Tigers on yesterday's show. Tariq Skubal threw two and two-thirds innings in his rehab start on Wednesday through 52 pitches. He struck out four, walked one, gave up a, um, gave up a home run with two runs total in that outing. But he got up to 52 pitches, which is great, stretching him out. It also appeared that Skubal was dealing with a blister issue, so stay tuned on that. As his rehab has been going well, he might get slowed down just a bit on that one. The Nationals placed Victor Robles on the IL with back spasms. Uh, this is an issue he's been dealing with for quite some time off and on this season. They called up Derek Hill from the minor leagues. Hill was hitting 320 with eight home runs and 11 stolen bases in AAA, 201 ISO, 903 OPS. Very, very productive for Derek Hill. I'm not saying he's going to be a fantasy impact, but if he gets regular playing time in deeper formats, could be someone to look like. Victor Robles is playing pretty much every day, so Hill might be able to slide in there and be productive from a little bit of power and a little bit of speed uh, situation. Hitting 320 is no joke either, so... We'll see how that one pans out. Look for the lineup on Thursday. They have a uh, day game uh, against the doo, 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 the Nationals are facing. That's a great question. They have a day game. I know that much. So keep an eye on that one on um, Tuesday or Thursday. Jordan Walker, he got the day off on Wednesday for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's been raking, but he's just dealing with a minor illness, uh, according to manager Marmol, and Walker should be back shortly. Michael Grove was called up to pitch in Wednesday's game with Shelby Miller going to the I.L., Michael Grove did not pitch in Wednesday's game. That's all I'm going to say there. Thank you, baseball. Corey Kluber went to the I.L. with shoulder inflammation for the Boston Red Sox. David Hamilton was recalled. We kind of talked about that with the Pablo Reyes situation. Hamilton came in and uh, pinch ran for Yoshida uh, in, I believe, the eighth inning, stole a bag right away. So that was great to see. Brandon Walter also got called up for the Red Sox. He is a prospect in their minor league system. At AAA this year, he had a 6.28 ERA with 22.4% strikeout rate and a 9.1% walk rate. So not the best numbers you want to hear. It looks like Walter will pitch on Thursday. There'll be an opener situation, and he'll be a part of one half of that situation. looks like he might be the opener, um, but it's, it's going to be a bullpen game for the most part for the Red Sox on Thursday. Lamont Wade Jr. was scratched from Tuesday's game. He was out again on Wednesday with that side tightness, but he's expected to be back on Thursday. He could potentially have pinched hit on Wednesday if necessary. So Lamont Wade 
hopefully dodging a serious bullet there as the Giants want their 10th game in a row on Wednesday night. First time they've apparently done that, if you believe stats that you see on Twitter, since 2004, which is bonkers. The Giants, this team, I'm telling you. Uh, Dansby Swanson of the Chicago Cubs was out of the lineup with his swollen wrist. We talked about this on yesterday's show. Um, the swelling gone down a little bit, but not great. He's hoping to avoid the IL. Um, x-rays were negative, so that's a plus. Um, but still not out of the woods yet on that one. J.P. Crawford for the Mariners was out of lineup once again with his injured shoulder they suffered on Tuesday. He left Tuesday's game early out of the line, uh, lineup on Wednesday. He's hoping to avoid the IL. We know how that goes. Speaking of shoulder injuries and avoiding the IL, Tim Anderson was out of the lineup for the fourth straight game on Wednesday, but he was able to pinch hit. So that means he's very close to returning, barring any setbacks. So Tim Anderson had his zero home runs on the season, maybe returning sooner than later. He goes, Monty Grandal, the Chicago White Sox, was scratched from Wednesday's lineup with knee soreness. He's been dealing with that off and on throughout the season. Was bugging him a little more than usual on Wednesday, and he was out of the lineup. Angels, Gio Urshela may be out for the rest of the season with a pelvic injury. It's so severe that uh, like he might be out for the year, but no surgery is required. It's a very weird situation. Hoping the best for Gio Urshela. They already lost Rendon to the IL for the upteenth time this year. A lot of moving parts in that infield. They had all that depth in the preseason. It's amazing what all the depth can do when it disappears. Like that's why teams add so much depth. It was the Dodgers and starting pitching last year. The Angels had all this infield depth, and now everyone's scrambling to see what can happen. Will Brennan's been a nice little story in the outfield for the Cleveland Guardians of late offensively. He made an amazing catch in Gavin Williams' debut on Wednesday, a diving catch uh, in right field. He looked kind of ginger when he when he got up there. He played about another inning or so. Then he left Wednesday's game with the left shoulder soreness. Uh, Brennan and the Guardians are facing J.P. Sears, the lefty, on Thursday. So Brennan was probably not the day off anyways. Give him an extra day to heal up. Hopefully he's just day-to-day for now. Reese McGuire of the Boston Red Sox left Wednesday's game with a right oblique strain, and they pretty much said immediately he'll be going to the IL. So keep an eye on that situation. And uh, Connor Wong will be the guy there for now. They'll have to call someone up, or maybe they'll go sign Mike Zanino. Who knows what the Boston Red Sox are going to do. It's always something. Willie Calhoun, he's having kind of a, I wouldn't say a great season, but for Calhoun standards, he's actually staying on the field was great. Eh, so much for that. He suffered a left quad injury and is going to the IL. He said he felt a pop, suffered a similar, he said he, he, these are his words, he felt a pop and he suffered a similar injury uh, a couple seasons ago and missed three to four weeks that time. So expect Calhoun out for probably a month with his quad injury. And then late on Wednesday night, Mike Yastrzemski left the game for the Giants with the left with left hamstring tightness. Yaz has been dealing with legs and hamstring injuries all season long. This is just another bump on the like he had the two home run game. He had the walk-off home run the other night. It just sucks to see Yaz can't stay on the field, can't stay healthy. His glove's great, his bat up waffing on is awesome, but it, most of the time it's pretty quiet. But uh, leaving with left hamstring tightness, not good for Mr. Yastrzemski. All right, let's talk underdog fantasy, everybody. Are you ready to step up to the plate and show off your fantasy baseball skills? Check out Underdog Fantasy seventh inning stretch tournament. From it'll start right after the All Star game, all the way through July fourteenth, where you can build your dream team and compete against your friends for the hundred and fifty thousand dollars in total prizes. The best part, you ask? Once you draft your team, you're all set. No need to worry about waivers, substitutions, trades during the tournament. Nothing. And don't worry about setting your lineups each week. Underdog will automatically select your highest scoring players for you. The seventh inning stretch has four thrilling rounds. Basically, you have your opening round of 12 teams. If you advance from that round, you go to the next round, so on and so forth. And if you make it to the final round to win it all, you get a share of the $150,000 prize. 
yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. From the first 12, first round of 12 people to the final round of 134 people, the competition keeps getting more intense the farther you go. And with our code PitcherList, all one word, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, you'll receive a 100% deposit match up to $100, and it's only $7 to enter the tournament. So do the quick math, $100 times two is $200, seven is 200 You got calculators for do that. It's, it's a pretty cool deal. Pretty cool deal there for the amount of uh, lineups you can enter in this setup. Just check, check the description of this episode for the sign-up link and make sure you use the promo code PitcherList, remember all one word, when you sign up. Mark your calendar. The tournament starts right after the All-Star break, so get ready to dive into the action. So what are you waiting for? Visit the link in the episode description. Use promo code PitcherList and receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Join us for the 7th inning stretch tournament and experience the thrill of fantasy baseball like never before on Underdog. Good luck and may the best team win. You must be 18 or over and present um, 18 and over are present in the, in the state where underdog fantasy operates 19 or over in Alabama, Nebraska, 21 or over in Massachusetts and Arizona terms apply. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. If you're in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. If you're in New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. All right, back to the action from Wednesday. Some hitting highlights from the Diamond. Justin Turner, two for four with a combo meal. He had a home run, two runs scored, two RBIs, a walk, and a stolen base. Turner is raking. In the month of June, he's hitting 342 with five homers, 15 runs scored, 19 RBIs, and two stolen bases. Justin Turner is just a little engine that could. He's always the boring guy to draft on draft day, but, man, when he's healthy, he produces no matter where he's at. So good on Justin Turner. Randy Rosarena, three for three with a double, a homer, a run, two RBIs, and a walk on Wednesday. Rosarena is having an amazing season, hitting 292 for the Rays. He has 14 home runs and nine stolen bases to go with 46 runs scored and 50 RBI on the season. Then Estuary Ruiz, this is a great one I keep tracking because I'll never forget preseason. The guy strikes out too much. He can't get on base, so steals won't matter. He's going to hit ninth, blah, 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 blah. But it leads off for the Oakland A's. On Wednesday, Ruiz went three for five with a run scored, two RBIs, and two stolen bases. Ruiz is now hitting 270 on the year with one home run. You didn't expect any power, but 270 with one homer and 39 stolen bases for Ruiz. It is June 21st. He has 39 stolen bases. This is Willie Mays Hayes stuff, Ricky Henderson stuff. This is great. And the best part, I mentioned that he strikes out too much crowd. On the season, Estuary Ruiz is striking out 16.6% of the time. Go get him, Estuary. Prove the haters wrong. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters box on PitcherList.com. Some starting pitching highlights from Wednesday. Taj Bradley continues to look good. Six innings, one earned three hits, no walks, eight Ks for the Rays youngster. Bradley had 13 whiffs and a 33% CSW. On the season now, Bradley is a 3.86 ERA, 2.75 XFIP, and he has an impressive 71 strikeouts and 49 innings pitched. Keep getting them, Taj. Keep getting them, man. Andrew Abbott, waiting for the regression monster to come. Gave him three solo homers, but he was outstanding. This is the best. Okay, this is the funny part. He had zero runs allowed in his first three starts. To me, this is the best he looked, even though he got three runs. Andrew Abbott faced the Rockies in Great American Small Park on Wednesday. Through six innings, gave up three solo homers, three earned runs. He only gave up four hits, though. One other hit outside the three solo homers. And here's where it was. Abbott entered the game with nine walks and 12 Ks and 17 and a third innings. He had zero walks on Wednesday with 10 strikeouts. Abbott was as advertised. He had 17 whiffs and a 34% CSW. Go get him, Andrew Abbott. That's the guy we've been waiting to see. Took him four starts. Took advantage of a weak Rockies offense, but I don't care. It's Great American Small Park. 
outstanding stuff from the young lefty in Cincinnati. And then Shohei Otani capped it off at night against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Didn't pick up the win because he couldn't get any run support. But Otani went seven innings, allowed one run, five hits, two walks, and he struck out 12. Otani just was dominant yet again. He had 20 whiffs and a 34% CSW as he keeps putting up his MVP campaign. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. All right, some relief pitching highlights from your Wednesday. Jordan Romano and Emmanuel Classe continue to remain tied atop the saves leaderboard with each picking up their 22nd save of the season. Camilo Duvall entered the 20-save club as well. And then Ryan Pressey picked up his 14th save of the season. Some more unique saves, though, on Wednesday. Buck Farmer picked up his second save of the year with Diaz getting the day off for the Reds. Scott McGuff continues to look like the dominant reliever in the Arizona bullpen. Picked up his fourth save of the season by throwing two perfect innings against the Brew Crew, uh, striking out four of his six outs in that game. Hunter Harvey, his name comes up here a lot in this segment. He picked up his fourth save of the season. He's sharing roles with Kyle Finnegan, but it feels like Harvey's getting the lion's share of chances of late. And then Tommy Canley of the New York Yankees picked up his first save of the year. Clay Holmes pitched an inning and two-thirds to pick up the save on Tuesday. Likely got the day off for that reason. Michael King pitched the eighth and got the hold for the Yankees. So Tommy Conley got gets the save on Wednesday. And then Evan Phillips picked up his eighth save on Tuesday, picked up his ninth save of the year on Wednesday. Back-to-back nights for, for Phillips. He looks to be the man for now. We've seen this roller coaster in L.A. all season. He seems to be the dude to have. And then Brewster Gretel opened the game for the Dodgers. So he went from potential closer at one time to now opener. Who knows what Gratterall's role is going to be going forward, but Evan Phillips looks to be the back-end guy in L.A. for now. Make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com to get more information on all things relief pitching. All right, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrigan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Let's take a look at DFS. It's a five-game early slate starting at 105 p.m. Eastern time. There's three late games. That's not really a big deal. But on the early slate, there's bats for days because the pitching is atrocious. Uh, Blake Snell is your best pitcher to me against the Giants, and it's a Giants team. That's It's a funny Giants team. It's striking out about 23% of the time over the last three weeks for lefties, hitting 333 with like a 120 ISO. So not a ton of power, but hitting 333 versus lefties. That's impressive, but Blake Snell's been awesome. Back-to-back games with 12 Ks. He's allowed two total runs in his last five starts. He's got at least five Ks in each of those starts. Blake's looked awesome, and I'll, I'll roll that dice against these red-hot Giants on Thursday. J.P. Sears against Cleveland Guardians. Guardians don't strike out a ton versus lefties. They don't hit them well either. 
And if you want a Logan Allen bounce back, this is the best time because the A strike out 28% of the time. They're hitting below 200 with an ISO below 100 versus lefties over the last three weeks. So if Logan Allen's ever going get, to get a get-right spot, it's going to be on Thursday against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, some bats to look at on today's action. Arizona versus Jake Irvin. Washington versus Tommy Henry. Atlanta versus Aaron Nola. The list can go on and on. There's not really good pitching on this early slate, but I like the Arizona-Washington stack for sure. And then I'm good with attacking Aaron Nola with one of the best offenses in all of baseball. That seems like a very positive plus EV thing to do. Some things I'm looking forward to on this Thursday, you do get that Bryce Elder versus Aaron Nola matchup. You get the the defending nationally champion Phillies versus the Atlanta Braves. That'll be a fun one there. And then we get Mitch Keller going to Miami South Beach to face Braxton Garrett. Keller was like the elite of the elite for a while, still pitching well. Braxton Garrett's been outstanding of late. Really looking forward to that matchup. And then Brian Wu has been awesome his last two starts. He did a great two-step last week after the debacle first outing in Texas. He's looked as advertised the last two weeks. Now he gets to go into the Bronx to face these Yankees who that these weird guys are hitting home runs, but as a whole, still not a good offense. Looking forward to seeing what Brian Wu can do in the Bronx. But that'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Make sure y'all check out pitcherlist.com. A lot of great content, great contributors over there. Some great free tools to analyze. But you should also check out PL Plus and PL Pro. Become a member in that. You get in the Discord, plus even more tools and content to check out at pitcherlist.com. And you help the, the, the site that's just continued to grow by becoming a member at PL Plus and PL Pro. So go check that out, pitcherlist.com. That'll do it, folks. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap Thursday's small slate of action and get you ready for the weekend. But this was your first pitch podcast, Thursday, June 22nd edition. Hope you all have a great day. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.